0: Yes, yes, yes. What's up, everybody? This is MC Till, Everybody's Hip Hop Label. Welcome once again to the Boom Bap Chat. Glad that you are here. If you live here in Cincinnati and you've never been to Everybody's Records, then let's go. Give me a call, text me, shoot me a message. I'll go with you. They got a great selection of CDs, tapes, vinyl, all of that. And if you can't get here in person, check them out online at everybody'srecords.com. And if you're in the spending mode, we got a new book coming out, the Boom Bap uh, Review. We do it every year, and uh, you can get it now. You can get it a little bit cheaper now for the pre-order. It comes out later this month. You can check that out at boombapreview.com. All right, so we're going to get into the interview for this evening. I It took me a minute to write up a nice little intro because when you have some some folks that have been in the game this long, and have uh, so many accomplishments and have pioneered something for so long, you got to get it right. So hopefully we get this introduction, right? So here we go. So we all know hip hop is darn near everywhere now, but that was not the case when Fred Lynch started a group that would become PID preachers in disguise. He took hip hop into a place where it was often not welcomed. Maybe, maybe all the time, not welcomed the church and preached Jesus in a way that was pretty much unheard of through hip hop music by dedication and following a real sense of calling, Fred Lynch ushered in a new subgenre of hip hop, Christian hip hop. Tonight we get to hear about his journey, the journey of King Solomon J and Ace 1 the MC and also discuss the current and future state of Christian hip hop and more. So, let's get into it. Fred, J, Ace, Yo. welcome to the Boom Bap Chat, y'all.
1: Hey. hey. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. We here. <laughs> yes. So good, man. Till, man, it's good to see you, dude. It's good to see you, man.
0: It's good to see you, too, man. I don't know how long we've known each other, but it's felt, it feels like my whole life I've known you.
1: Dude, we feel like we're from family, man. we family, yeah. for real. When we first met umpteenth years ago, you know, we just we just kicked it. And and ain't it funny, so much of it was over the fact that the music that we love, that, like, that, that traced our lives. we like, oh, yeah, yeah, I get that, I get that. It's the soundtrack to our life. We must be kin. So that's kind of how it happened,
0: man, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And to kind of center ourselves uh, this evening, I'm curious if if we could think of, you can't name yourself, but if you can think of a Christian hip-hop artist or figure that you would say is the most, or one of the most important figures in Christian hip-hop. Give our followers someone to Google and to go find out about. Who would you say? Man, right
1: off rip. I'm gonna say, Michael Peace, mm. of Rip, Michael Peace. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Before we came out, uh, Michael Peace came out. Actually, Michael Peace and Stephen Wiley. So I'm sorry, I'm old. So if you can give me two, <laughs> these brothers, they can come with some as well. But uh, both Stephen Wiley and Michael Peace are pioneers. They came out before, just right before we came out and hit it. And uh, I, I'll, always, I'll never forget Michael Peace once when he saw us perform live we were at a a Cornerstone Festival in Chicago. And Michael Peace came up, like we had turntables, British Knights with no shoelaces in it, fat gold chains, and we rapping and going hardcore. And he said, I love y'all style. I mean, it's very street, it's real, it's like what's happening today in the street. He said, but I'm gonna tell you, I've been listening to your lyrics too. And he said, I think the world's going to love your style, but when they hear what you're really saying in your lyrics, I think it's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. And I'll never mm-hmm. forget that. He wasn't saying that in a way of hating. In fact, it was like a father speaking to, you know, to someone that's just saying, hey, you're going in the right direction. Just recognize it's going to be a battle. And so I'll never forget that. I'll always honor him for that. But
2: yeah, Michael Peace will be my take.
0: Okay, right on. Jay, how about how about you? Any names come to mind?
2: Well, so... so I, my, mine. I'm not gonna go back as old as Fred uh, went back. Uh, I, I've said this all the time. I like this guy. Uh, I see him on YouTube and TikTok, and his his name is Key the Light, and I like his lyrics. And I like what he puts out. I like his videos. Um, he he he. To me, um, he's not too hard. He's not too soft. He's just he's he's acceptable, and I and his, his lyrics. Are very scriptural and uh, powerful, and I like it a lot.
0: Yeah. Okay. Dope. Dope. Ace. How about you?
2: I'm gonna say just coming coming a little
3: more um, during our time that was very influential because they was just that real was the gospel gangsters. Mm. Solo. You know what I'm saying? If if if, so, if I'm representing the east, like genuinely, those cats was representing the west and 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 standing for the gospel, like for real, for real. Like they was ready to take it to the streets and it was going to be whatever They were going to represent the kingdom. And they were going to do it in a way that really connected and listening to their music coming from the East. It was like, yo, these cats are genuine. They're not trying to be West coast rappers. They are, they are that genuine article. So yeah. just for me, that's, and my man, Chili shout out to Chili. Facts. Know? Facts. Um, so good. Pulling it down for campaign. Yeah. So. yeah,
0: Right on. Yeah. Shout out to all of them. Thank you. Uh, for naming those, um, did I, I don't know if I read this, Fred, or if I saw in a video an interview? You graduated from Bible college at an extremely young age, yep, yep. Is that right?
1: I, yeah, I went to Bible college at 16 years old. Uh,
0: oh,
1: wow. I, I dropped out of high school, uh, to go preach the gospel full time. I got saved like at nine in the ninth grade, got on fire for God. I was one of them kids that took a family size Bible to church to school. And in the hallway, I would Mm -hmm. tell everybody, Jesus loves you. Yo, what's up? Jesus loves you, man. My nickname became Jesus loves you. And I I took the Bible very, very literally. And so it was like, if they don't accept you, just shake the dust off your feet. So Mm -hmm. I was like, bump this school. I'm about to leave. I'm about to go and preach the gospel to the world. (laughs) I dropped out of high school to go preach the gospel full time. I found out real quick that not too many people want to hear from a a black male dropout (laughs) (laughs) that's calling himself a minister. (laughs) And uh, I came back home, kind of tail between my legs. And um, I found out about this Bible school uh, that was in Dallas uh, and I was 16 years old. And uh, so I went to it and I fell in love. I thought, this is my tribe. These are Mm -hmm. my people. And uh, I went there and just took it seriously. And so, yeah, I went at 16 and I graduated at 18.
0: Yeah, it's such a I feel like it's such a hip hop thing to do to say, I'm just I'm going to go. I, yeah. don't, I don't need I don't need anyone else. <laughs> you know, I don't need anything. Just, just I'm going to do it.
1: Yeah. It's it funny because so much of what hip hop is, we to a degree, because we are so in it, we feel that 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 there's that like nothing else out there. The world just don't get us, don't understand. But to a great degree, what was happening in hip hop in the advent of hip hop over the last 30 years, specifically from the 80s going through the 90s, it it was just what was happening in America, but it was happening in almost an inverted way. So we didn't recognize it, almost like the rest of the world fully didn't recognize it, but they got hooked by it because it is their story. So it's like, look at what's happening now with in in, in uh, like media and social media and all of that. Folks could just like create something in their closet and then go out and put it to the whole world, right? Well, we in hip hop came up with that 30, 40 years ago. Well, we was like, I can come up with a dope rhyme on the corner and now I'm gonna, I'm gonna perfect it and, and, and shape it and, sh- and now I'm gonna take that to my block and then from my block i'm gonna take i'm gonna sell stuff out of my trunk and it's like we just figured out how to do for self and make it work so yeah you're absolutely right it's that's definitely hip hop
0: yeah for sure and i you know I typically have co-hosts uh my man um i marad from chicago uh he's usually on here as a co-host uh but he's getting he's he's in school right now and uh so he, he's busy, busy getting his education on but he always talks about like Spirituality, as you know, a, another element of hip hop. You know, there's you know, traditionally the four you know, elements that artistic, but that spirituality piece. And you know, he and I all, always appreciated spirituality in hip hop, and we perceive that's been like that's been there from the beginning. You know, not just um, I mean, Christian hip hop, I think, came a little later from my understanding, but there was always a spiritual aspect, you know, to the music. And um, yeah, so how do, how do you see like? Christianity uh, as a spiritual aspect of hip hop, com- in comparison to you know maybe the other spiritual al- elements, uh, the Islamic elements or the Five Percenters elements or whatever. How do you think that all plays <coughs> down, or does it?
3: Uh, you want to speak a little bit on it? Coming from just the idea of when we say the spirituality in regards to hip hop, coming coming from the Bronx, the whole premise was uh, a stop the violence movement so it boils down to community do you care about people and if there's anything that the gospel of Jesus Christ speaks to it's about caring about people Mm. so um, for all of the other things that individuals may bring to the table in terms of hip hop in a general sense be it 5% or be it uh, Muslim whatever the bottom line it always boils down to community Mm -hmm. and so there's a connectivity in terms of once again hip hop reaching out to to all people because its element um love, unity, um, what is the other element? Um having fun. Yeah, and you say know, having fun. You know what I'm saying? It that that whole aspect of us coming together under this one banner. Yeah. Right. And and now we say that banner of that unity that we're talking about, what gives us that. But as as believers is Christ.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: That that our creator actually, this is who you're referencing when we're talking about being able to do this as a community. So yeah. um, I think that one of the things that we as believers now have to come to terms with, especially when we're talking about hip hop, is it's not that we are accepting or we're receiving, you know, what could be perceived as you know false religion or all of the other things, but realizing that the only true religion is a, fo- a follower of our creator Christ and that we have to live that out more so than trying to convince people with our mouths just, hey, you stop doing that because that's not. But, you know, it's just with this weird dichotomy that we we wrestle with because we being a part of hip hop, we get that whole love, unity, having fun element, unity. We, we get that coming together and it's like, and we understand like where that actually comes from how do we better express that through the music instead of mm-hmm. it being a, a dividing dynamic um, from us as people? You know, because it's going to do its own division be- because people are going to have to choose it or not, as Christ said. So um, we just, our job is to to promote good news, not be negative.
1: Right.
3: right. You know, um, Je-
1: I was looking up a, a book, There's a book that came out, man, I'm trying to remember when this book came out. Came out years ago. It's by an author, Jeff Chang. And the book is Can't Stop, Won't Stop. It's his documented history on hip hop. Great book. And and, and I remember reading this, this is over 20 years ago, and he he documented something that a lot of folks don't even realize. But the lady that started Sugar Hill Records, okay? Uh, She started Sugar Hill Records Right before she met Sugar Hill Gang, okay, these guys, these kids that rapped, and she was like, I'm going to put you on my record, and boom, it took off. Get this. And he has it in his book, Uh, Can't Stop, Won't Stop. This lady went to a tent revival. She went, like, talk about the history, man. She went to a tent revival, and a preacher looked at her, pointed her out. Preacher pointed her out. And gave her a prophetic word, a word of inspiration. He just simply said, God is about to do something through you that's going to touch the entire world. She really believed that that was the Sugar Hill Gang when she found these kids that were using their voices, original instruments. Go read the book and wow. check it out. It's right there. So I would agree with you god has been a part of this whole movement from the very beginning i mean the i mean i love with your 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 cincinnati your hometown voice. talib (laughs) kwali he said that voices are the original instruments Mm. so using that uh that power of the voice is definitely an aspect of spiritual spirituality
0: yeah yeah so going going back a little bit um when you were, you know, much younger and getting involved in hip hop music, what what challenges did you face externally? Oh man,
3: you guys want well, what, what challenges did we not face? <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. That's, that's rude. You know, me coming in on the t- the, the tail end, um, the challenges with, with whatever Fred faced in '88 it still was representing in 92, 93. Yeah. The, whole, the whole being received by the people that were your quote-unquote kin in, the, in faith. The accepting that God is not limited with what he can use and how he can use it. Mm. And, and, and utilizing broken people from broken situations to speak life to that, that same community using a tool that we recognize that everybody can fall in love with, everybody.
4: Yeah.
3: And and then being told, God can't use that. Yeah. That's, that's not a God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it was always a struggle. But, it, you know, one of the things I was sharing with a, a young lady earlier was the whole premise of just recognizing that when you, when you're, when you're faced with that kind of adversity, you either know that God called you or you know that you're not, you know that you're not called. You know what I'm saying? Because it's gonna it's gonna make or break you. Mm. Mm-hmm. And okay. watching the individuals that came before me and seeing and hearing the stories mm-hmm. and then me coming on because I was warned. I I, I got a little warning, like they didn't. <laughs> First, I yeah, oh, ran in blind. you know what <laughs> so when, I, when i come on the scene they're like you sure i'm like yeah you know i'm young i'm ready to go like, yo it's, it's whatever but at the end of the day it's like being on and realizing yeah okay this is not what i thought but yeah this is but this is what i do this is mm-hmm. what i love yeah yeah so yeah. Yeah, so, so
1: a lot of the same challenges, man. I mean, yeah, we, a lot of the whole question. A young man that I got a chance and opportunity to mentor who is uh, a guy right now is doing his thing. Shout out to Dooney the Priest. Dooney the Priest.
4: He, All right. He's the
1: priest of the street. He did a song, and I always love it because it, the song, he said, too worldly for the church, too churchy for the world. <laughs> and, and that's definitely, like, what we found ourselves as. Uh, we were too worldly too, quote unquote, worldly for the church. And so they kind of turned their nose at us. We were too churchy for the world. And so they kind of kind of suspected us. So we were suspecting just kind of every place that we were. And we had to know how to turn forward as well as turn inward ourselves and really say, what am I doing this for? I'm doing this for the love of the art, the love of the craft, the love of the fact that it's a way to express uh, my love, my life. What I feel, you know, uh, when what, what I write, you know, and that, and that passion that's in there, and do it for the love of that. So, you know, yeah, we have many many toils and snares, baby. <laughs>
2: that's how, that's what we've come through. That you really, you know, you really had to love it to be in it because the obstacles were many, and uh, having families and being on the road and not getting paid right and um, just. You know, I, I remember us uh, doing things to get home. Uh, let's stop at this city see if we can do a little concert here. Let me call this person see if we can get two hundred dollars so we can have his gas money so we can oh get home God. to our families. I mean, it was it was it was it was really like that. And uh, you know, we didn't have TikTok, Instagram, none of that. <laughs> right. Um, you know, and, and you know, so it was all out street work. It was all. Boots on the ground, uh, you know, as the military and, 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 and you know law enforcement says, you know, we didn't know what we were getting into until we got there. And now it's really not, it's really not like that. Um, um, it's really not. Uh, a lot of the, these new rappers or or, or new ministers, um, I, I, they don't have a clue. Um, they they can get up on these stages like like at Flavor Fest, with these nineteen thousand rappers up there. You know they're all praising god and and worshiping god but back when back when we were doing it nah it wasn't it wasn't nothing like that it wasn't getting invited you know pastor tommy wasn't inviting you to flavor fest to come and show your craft or or to show you know what you feel like god has for you you know it wasn't like that
3: yeah and so and for those that did they did it at risk at times. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mean? saying? Oh. Huge, huge risk.
3: There, there were, you know, and as we can call it, the ones that were open, they were taking a risk. And, the, and the, many of those didn't look like us ethnically. Mm-hmm. Right. They didn't look like us ethnically. Right. So the ones that were doing and the ones that were. That we're paying, if there was anything to to that,
0: um,
3: they were taking a risk in that regard. So yeah. yeah.
0: So you so you met these challenges, just trying to get on, trying to get in front, trying to get the mic. A lot of people against you. What were some of the internal conflicts? The 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 conflicts that you know you maybe inflicted upon yourselves? You know, uh, yeah. Yeah. during that time.
1: Sure. Yeah, I mean, so it's as it's, it's, it's many of them and a lot of them it's just the whole process of you becoming uh, an artist. Right. Yeah. I'm thinking of the, the story, you know, the story of Michelangelo looking at that block and saying, I see David in that block. Mm-hmm. All I got to do is is carve away all of the things that are blocking David. That's in that block. So I just got to chip away a lot of the development a lot of the challenges inward challenges was chipping away stuff that whole sense of you know are you an imposter why Mm -hmm. are you doing this you know what is this is god pleased with it you know if if, you know the whole you know quote unquote holy church do i have to speak in king james tone and all that kind of stuff like all of those type of things that are pacifying type you know uh, tropes anyway you know, I, I I play I pray uh, a prayer that I've memorized and I use King James speech because my ego will say, "Yeah, that oh God really loves that and likes that." But the real part of me says, you don't even take that." Mm-hmm. But it's easier for me to go with the memorized King James is because then my ego won't bug me anymore. And I'll be like, good, I got it, but I'm lying to myself. Right. In the same analogy, I can I can settle with a rhyme that's like not as good, but I got like a bunch of Jesus words in it, and language in it. And I'll be like, but you know what? God's gonna get the glory and the church go. But it's like, I realize though, I can't go out on these streets and and, and spit that rhyme and get the respect. To where I could, after the time of rhyming, I can sit down and talk with another head. And that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to fall in love with the craft to the point that we speak on the behalf of the craft. Not that we're speaking and preaching at the craft. Mm. Not that we're speaking at the hip-hop community. No, we are the hip-hop community and we're speaking on the behalf of it and that's what we so that means you have to do a lot of challenges just like anything else you got to develop that craft and so yeah it was a lot of those days of just like becoming more real more a greater better version of yourself and chipping off the fake parts that you realize that ain't even me anymore i gotta Mm -hmm. become better better a better version of myself yeah i'm
2: gonna say this you were also you know talking about the internal uh Battles that we had, um, you know, we all had, we all had wives, mm. and um, you know, we were on the road, and um, you know, you're trying, you're going from this way from one show to the next show, and your and your spouse is asking you, hey, are you sending that money? Did y'all get paid? And then you know, the whole time there, you know, you now that's in your mind. You got to go minister, and but you got to, but you also getting these calls and these in these texts and, and 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 all of this, so. You know, being, you know, being true, you know, we don't want to be infidels. We need, you got to take care of your family. You know, this is how we were taking care of our family. So you had all those, all those internal stuff. And I'm sure that there's things that Fred, uh, you know, was going on internally with him that he didn't share with me and Kevin um, and, and vice versa. But the one thing that we all had, and it was all, and I don't want it to sound like a burden, but we had families and we have families and kids at home. That were relying on us to take care of them. And we had a mantle uh on us to preach the gospel. And so it was a kind of, you know, we had to do both. We could not do one without the other.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that's real. Family is uh it, I have found nothing more difficult than being married and having kids. It's yeah. such a it's such a challenge, you know. Um yeah, it really is. It really is. So being out on the road, not getting paid what you should be getting paid. Yeah, I, I can see that being, you know, uh, very a lot of conflict there <laughs> to work through for sure. Um, So I, I have a question about, you know, I, I've worked with many different types of communities and uh, it's when you have like when I when I was kind of observing Christian hip hop. It was a little bit later, you know, it was like, you know, late nineties, early two thousands. And I want to get your perspective on something, you know, early on, you all were not accepted by many church churches and church people. And so there was kind of like, you know, there was a group, like a subgroup of Christian people, but then did, did you notice that subgroup being, uh, starting to do similar things? That that subgroup was kind of railing against the church for doing. Does that make sense? Like the because I see like you know there's the the institutional church that has its its issues of being an institution, and then you have community that doesn't have all those all the politics and the money and all that. Did you see any of the the, the Christian hip hop music being influenced by the negative elements of the institutionalized church?
3: I, I think that. Honestly, a lot of the um organized church people, those that grew up with hip hop, even though they didn't want to acknowledge it within the church, they started to realize hip hop wasn't going anywhere.
4: Mm.
3: Because that was the other thing. Just in the in the secular market, they thought hip hop was just gonna be one of those, they thought it was gonna be disco.
4: Mm. You
3: know what I mean? <laughs> and it was not. In right. fact, it began to grow and they began to flourish and they started to they infiltrate into other ethnic groups and other ethnic groups. They were hip hop. They were genuinely hip hop. And so it, it it wasn't going anywhere. And so within the Christian community, the, those that were like us but were ashamed, if if you will, then they all they they started to acclimate themselves to a more musically more hip hop sounding type of things and, and not to put anybody per se on blast but then they started to amalgamate choirs with a hip-hop tempo and, and got radio play. You mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So so there was a transition that happened to where we're gonna we're gonna do our version of hip hop and it was hip-hop but it was almost like hammer, right? Like when Hammer first came, I don't know why he was feeling Hammer like that, but there was there was a group of people that felt Hammer, and we as the the more genuine hip hop, we had to come to terms with okay, that those people that he's catering to, he's making money, so the underground cats was like, yo, hold up, They we then we need to find that balance, and I think within the Christian uh, industry more individuals started to say, wait, wait, okay, yeah, that's not really hip-hop, but dang, they making money. Mm. You know, mm. more people are starting to accept this now. You know, so I for me personally, I, I saw that transition. I was like, okay, something, something changed here. Yeah. 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 I I think that the the
1: the the Christian industry and I think it's the dynamics of just, just human dynamics. You get a group, you start something that a lot of people like it's always resistance at first. I was trying to find shout out to my dude, uh, Brian McLaren. Oh, he, he's a great thinker. And he says that yeah. he's got a theory that whenever you get a great idea, that it's the idea that, that, that it's where everything needs to change. It, it probably flies in the face of so much of the conventional thought that the first representation of the idea gets completely just smashed, smashed. it gets hated, it gets thrown down, but it it has to get smashed because it goes into the ground and then like the seeds of it grow up. And so the next generation, they grab onto that idea and now it becomes the thing. And it almost like it's by the time it gets to the third generation, it was like, I thought you knew this is what we do. And it's like, but wait a minute, you... You know, just a generation ago, y'all was two generations ago, y'all was completely
3: hating. Yeah. Yeah. Go
0: ahead. So like, so like.
3: I'm sorry. I was just gonna say. So like, as an example, the Winans when they got with Teddy Riley, he was hot in the '90s. They got, if I'm not mistaken, a double award for best double award and a Grammy for for that song that they did. It's time to make a change. So we like. So it's the Winans. This is this is. Christendom's Michael Jackson, you know, Jackson family. Think, <laughs> right. right. Yeah. They just got an award for the best rap song. What what? Wait right. a
1: minute. <laughs> That's, right. That's why I did I did a lyric. I said, maybe I'll get a Grammy if I sound yeah, yeah, like
4: Sammy
2: and I sing,
1: and I sing Mammy. How I love my you, my how my I love you. <laughs> but I'm above them. Scratch scab- scratching for the Mari muck. searching so for a mere buck to worship. I'd rather first kick the bucket. And what I was just basically trying to say was like, yeah, we follow tropes. It's just like, Mm -hmm. look at what's happened with social media. Look at what happened with TikTok or uh, Instagram, any of it. Something gets popular and everybody Everybody runs to to it. it. And there is a type of conventional wisdom that is like, go with the crowd. But but I like this, and this shout out to another uh, preacher, friend that I love to follow is Rob Bell. He calls this punk wisdom. And he says, punk Mm -hmm. wisdom, Is when everybody the whole conventional is going this way, but it's the little kid, the punk kid that says the emperor has no clothes. Yeah. Everybody's like, the emperor's, look at the emperor's new clothes. No, you dangling, bro. You swagging, you out there, (laughs) you know. And it's the punk wisdom, it's the person that decides to go against the crowd, against the stream, and actually just point out the obvious. And say the emperor has no clothes and every now and then you need that turn for somebody to do that and so uh yeah i i do see christian hip-hop the hip-hop community spiritual hip-hop kind of going like with the flow because that's what we're used to but every now and then you'll get someone that really embodies this voice of saying what is the thing that we must do? Reminds me of that passage that says, the sons of Issachar, they knew the times. Now, if you really want to go into the history of what that was about is these sons of Issachar, they understood astrology. And so the times they knew how the stars were aligned and how everything flows and how it goes in cycles. Their head wasn't spinning in circles. They were studying the cycles and they knew the times and what Israel should do in the right time. They captured the moment and knew what to do and how to le- leverage the moment. And every now and then that punk wisdom comes out and says, this is how we leverage the moment. And so that's what, I mean, I think great MCs love to do that. They love to be the punk wisdom kid <laughs> to just say, hey, you know, you haven't thought about this, but..." you know we need to think about this you know and 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 to that in that degree i think that hip hop in a lot of ways has had like odes and odes of wisdom both sides
4: mm-hmm.
0: that
1: we all owe a great amount of appreciation to
0: that's the i i feel like i've always had that punk you know wisdom not wisdom but like i felt like i've always been that 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 person that's like yes I, this doesn't make any sense to me <laughs> i don't know why you all are doing this you know this why seems are you like, doing this yeah. wait a
1: minute wait a minute Pharaoh much his words why do you think something is hot just because you hear it 40 times on the a day, day. Yeah. on the radio all yeah. day right it's like come on what are we doing here
0: yeah yeah I, yeah i've always felt that way i always felt like the the alien of like no one else sees it this way like what's going? you know it's just like yeah so I love that idea of the punk kid. I had not heard that before. That's well, dope. Yeah. So going back to something you said about Brian McLaren, about change, you know, there does seem to be, from my experience, there does seem to be co- com- some communities that are able to adapt and change much better and faster and in, in a healthy way than other communities. And it, I've often thought of like Christian communities, churches specifically seem to be the slowest (laughs) to change, but maybe not. Maybe it's just most groups of people that are organized in any way are mostly going to be slow to change. But however, there are, I feel like there are groups that do change. Well, have you noticed like any like reoccurring theme from people or groups that that do change well and and receive change well
4: Mm -hmm. i got some (laughs) thoughts for what y'all I don't
0: know (laughs) nothing you said I haven't seen it you haven't seen it no but it's Uh, like it's
3: it's as you know I pastor a church and I've been doing so for the past 17 years and people don't like change Church people really don't like change, right? You know, um, they get used to a particular flow in how things are done. And when you are um, that punk kid, right, mm-hmm. using punk wisdom, but for me, I'm, I'm I i did not grow up in church like that, so I'm always looking at why are we doing it that way,
4: right?
3: I'm, I'm, you know, I'm always you know pushing my leaders to. Not just think outside the box, but just recognize that you you're boxing yourself in, doing that. Make sure that you stay flexible. Make sure that you you're able to you just understand, like Fred was saying, understand the times that what we did a year ago may not work this year. Yeah. And, and so the, the challenge is always, it's it's not just within the aspect of hip hop or music, it's life. People don't like change. Mm -hmm. And and if it's a change that really pushes them to grow, that's the most painful kind of change. And Mm -hmm. of course, people don't want to deal with that kind of pain, Mm -hmm. you know? And so for us who are creatives and who, Mm -hmm. you know, we just just know that, you know, things just don't stay this way. Um, It's easier for us to transition um, even as even if it is painful, because we've been through the pain, we've been through. Yeah. We know what that's going to be like. You know, mm-hmm. it reminds me of this that this TV show that they have on now, where they're having people go through like the military training for like Navy SEALs and stuff like that. And those people, like mm-hmm. some of the people, I'm like, you you don't even need to be on this show, right? Because <laughs> you ain't gonna, it, <laughs> ain't gonna make it. You know, um, it's it's that it's that aspect of those guys. They've been through it. You know, hey, yeah. you're gonna spend 30 seconds in this freezing cold water, and you gotta, you gotta recite this, this quote. Yeah. They, the guy, the Navy SEAL guy jumped there, and it was just like, di- yeah, he just did it. Like, dude, you in pain, you hurting, but he's used to it. Yes, mm. you know what I know what to expect. It's gonna be different, mm, but I know how to handle that. And a lot of people just they, they don't know what to expect, and then when they're when they're experiencing it, it's like, I can't, I can't do it. So like in the show, one lady jumped in the water. She couldn't, I mean, she just could not, she couldn't even find her words. Right. Got out, took her little strap off and said, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, yeah. I, I can't be mad at her because mm. not everybody's feeling like that.
1: Um, mm. There's a guy that, uh got to give another shout out to a great author uh, and the great guy that does this, his name is David Goggins. If anybody's ever heard of him, go check out his books. He is a he's a, a military dude, and he is one of the few people that people just testify. He does those type of things. Like he will jump in the water over because he knows it's cold. He'll go through the difficulty because of the difficulty of his life, like coming up, and he came up in a very hard life. So he goes after the pain because he's like, if I get to the pain quicker, then it will be over quicker, mm. right? Mm. So, so I got a line in one of my rhymes. I said, "I'm up at dark thirty jogging, getting all my David Goggins mm. because because <laughs> because that's what he does. He's like, I don't want to get up, so I'm gonna get up because I don't want to get up.
3: No, no doubt.
1: And 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 if you ask if there was a trait for those that uh it, that that embrace change. And I think that trait <laughs> goes back to our master's words. If you want to follow me, get used to knowing what death feels like. Mm. Uh, pick up a cross and, 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 and keep it up right close to your back. To where every now and then you close, you. you oh, that's what it feels like. Yeah, have it right there. Now follow me. So so yeah, it's like you the, 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 those that embrace change, they they always also, in my opinion, they have a strange acquaintance with 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 suffering, suffering with mm. grief, death. Billie Holiday, Good Morning Heartache. Sit down, come on, come on in here. I know you're out there at the door. As much as I try to act like you're not there and try to deny you you just going to be there haunting me. So come on in here, sit down, let's deal with this pain so we can get on with our life. David mm-hmm. Goggins. Go look up David Goggins.
0: Yeah. That's really interesting that going through pain, going through great struggle is exactly. what helps people achieve, achieve yeah. and, and and be flexible and adaptive to change. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a real interesting idea. Were you gonna yeah. say something? I'm sorry, Ace.
3: No, I'm just saying it's, it's not an idea. It's just, Jesus uh, said it directly to Paul: "You you will suffer many things for my sake." Yeah, he did. You know what I mean? And 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 look at what Paul accomplished yeah. through the suffering. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so when we look at the aspect of like, if you really gonna make a mark for the kingdom. Please believe it's not gonna be, and I know that we paint many times these pictures of victories and things of that nature. We do, we walk through that. I mean, we're sitting here victorious right now with everything that we can share about how difficult things were. We still walk in victory yeah. because of the call that God had on our lives. But it it comes at a cost. Yeah. And that cost in many times, you, you, you're suffering something in that process. Right. But you're growing. You're growing at the same time. to yeah. know that, you know what, when we speak to these young cats, we not just like, we ain't trying to scare you. We just trying to tell you that if you're going to keep it 100, then keep it a buck to know that it none of this may not work out the way that you think. That's
4: right. That's
0: right. That's right. Yeah, it reminds me of something I read recently about it, the, the author was basically saying it's it's not that people don't like change it's that they don't like loss that comes with the change mm-hmm. and well, I, I feel like that's relevant here because it's like people who have experienced loss they they know how to you know they know yeah. how to deal with it or maybe they don't know how to deal with it mm-hmm. but they have they overcame it they came through it yeah and so when the next change comes and the loss associated with it like well okay well i, I did it the last time i figured you know right got i got i I came through that you know i can come through this as well so yeah that's uh, yeah it makes sense now yeah yeah
1: uh my pastor he often says this he says stop worrying about what you lost because loss is going to be a part of the game he said he says look around at what's left over because in some kind of way whatever you have left over is enough for you to make up what you need for what's next. Mm. And so this so much reminds me of what my favorite MCs, great MCs are those that just just know how to take a dollar, to make a dollar out of 15 cents. Mm. Right? Yeah. Just like, okay, this is all I got left? Watch me, watch me. It's like, oh, you hit me in the face, why don't you I'm quoting, <laughs> I'm quoting my favorite MCs, right? Because they're like, watch me. Okay, I, I can I can do this. I yeah. can turn this. I can turn this around. I don't know how I'm gonna turn it around, but when I get in the thick of it, it reminds me of Jordan in the middle of the air. It's like I'm that this ball, the next three seconds will be in that basket. And I got all these obstacles in the way. All I gotta do is do me. That mm. means I might stick my tongue out. <laughs> that means I might piss past you. I might be a little rude the way I do it but when it comes it's gonna look so graceful so mm. much that people will make a, a logo out of it <laughs> at the end of it and then that what MC's greatest mcs do it's like I will do something I will make something out of this mess and the mess will end up turning into a message
0: mm. yeah that's powerful that's powerful yes sir yo on, on that note we're gonna uh Take a little break from the deep conversation and play a little game called "Do You Remember?" Let's see if you guys Do remember. You remember. Do you remember? All right. Here's the first one. I'm gonna show you some. This is uh the Tunnel Rats experience. Ooh. Do you remember this album?
1: Yes. I just when that, you when you say Tunnel Rats, I think Fat Shoelaces. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That crazy. In, oh, in, in, in gray rhymes, oh my gosh,
0: yeah, man, tunnel rats! All right, do you remember the Black Soil Project?
1: The Black, Soil
0: do you remember this? Big Rollo, do you remember Rollo? Oh
1: rallo? my gosh, man, no,
4: I
0: have, do you remember rallo
1: It's so long, yeah, it's been what was that? What, what era did that come out? That was in. That know. was like you said. It was late. It was mid nineties. Oh, this is this is too early this,
0: 2000s. Yeah, this says two thousand one. I thought this was two thousand one. But... See, I'm That's
1: thinking insane. that I may, I may have heard of it like late ninety eight, ninety nine ish, and then in two thousand one. Wow, the black
0: Soul yeah man project. I, yeah, I lo- I love the Rallo. Okay, yes, this, this was a fun one. How about this one? The rise and fall of the brainwash project. The
1: brainwash project. <laughs>
0: Pigeon no. John. John, yes, and the whole crew. Or no, t- what, what, wait, God, L.A. Symphony, L.A. That's what I was Yeah, yeah. L.A. Sim, man. All right, yeah. this yes. this one's a little lesser known, but that's this so was cool. my guy. This was my probably my first mentor in the hip hop world. This is Fitty Futuristic. Oh wow! Y'all remember Fitty? Fitty, futuristic. Uh, all this was and this were, was look this at,
1: look his costume
0: before kanye before kanye i think before yeah before kanye kanye ripped Fitty man wow Fitty futuristic my man man I, I, yeah hey, wait I, Fitty
1: before 50 before 50
0: yeah right exactly he he was a pioneer man all right how about this one see if y'all remember this one this one's Killing Sin by Timothy Brindle. By Timothy
1: Brindle, yeah. Remember this one? Yes, man. Yes, Killing Sin.
0: All right, last, last, last one. Last one. I don't know what happened. I had there was a record label Uh that was like. Remember when like everything was like the Christian version
4: of something else?
0: Yeah, something else. This was the Christian version of No Limit, you know, records.
4: Uh-huh. This is Grape
0: Tree. Y'all remember Grape. Grape Tree. Grape Tree. This is the only Grape Tree yes. album I could find. In is that the, it the, the only one? DCP. Y'all remember Ghetto Preacher? Dude,
1: we were just, we just sent a picture. There's a dude that rocks with uh, little rascal.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: here at Flavor Fest. That's why the shout out Flavor Fest and Urban D, Tommy. Yeah, uh they they yeah, they 23-year-long hip-hop uh conference. We're here in Tampa, Florida doing the conference this weekend. And yeah. so performing here tonight, uh tomorrow, uh, and uh doing a seminar and speaking and all of that. But we was with a dude that runs with uh Lil yeah. Rascal. We just sent a pic of us and him. Two little rascals today. So that's so weird. Oh, wow. Great tree
0: records. And I had Little Rascal CD. I don't know where the covers went, man. I don't know. I must have <laughs> lost them over the years.
1: <laughs> well, Little Rascal, he, he's doing good, man. Shout out to Little Rascal. He's an older Rascal now, but he's still, <laughs> still Rascally.
4: He's still brilliant. He's a brilliant
1: idol.
0: Rascally.
1: He's a Rascal. He's a no, Rascally.
0: He was gonna, the first. He rascal, was the
1: Rascal is just a brilliant dude, man. He is still doing it. He's actually taking over Grape Tree and taking Grape Tree. So look for Oh, wow. Okay. Come out. I didn't realize it. Big, Big shout out to him, man. Big respect.
0: He was the first one, the first Christian hip hop album I ever heard, Chopped and Screwed. Yeah. I never heard that before, little Rascal. It's like, oh,
1: okay. Yeah.
0: So, all right. Well, you, you talked about Flavor Fest, uh, where you are right now can you just give the people that may not know about flavor fest, what it is, how long it's been going, who sure. started? I know you touched on it a little bit, but just, sure, sure,
1: sure. it's 20 this. They're celebrating their 23rd year. Uh, and the whole idea flavor fest, Tommy Colonia came from, uh, Philadelphia, uh, urban D as his rap name. And, uh, and he's uh, just been doing it for years, 20 years. He started as a youth pastor mm-hmm. and, uh, took over youth ministry. His dad was a pastor and, um, was kind of getting sick, and so he decided to take over the church. And yep, uh, yep. they started a church, a Crossover Church, and they they are really doing the real deal, man. They're here in Tampa, Florida, right down the street from the university. Uh, mm. They're reaching out to the streets. Like they are everything hip hop, man. We went into the praise and worship. I threw up on my uh, post today up online I was like have you ever been into a church where they actually have turntables up on the stage and somebody is rhyming in the middle of the of the praise and worship set like they go there and, they, and, it, and it's blended beautifully where it's not like you feel weird it's like it's there I actually had ugly church and if you don't know what ugly church is it's when you're like ugly Church, they took us there, bro. They they got their praise and worship on lock. So uh yeah, they doing the thing. They've been doing it. That's the reason why they could do it so well because they've been doing it for 23 years. So this time they, I mean, they they have all of the great Christian hip hop acts and groups out every year. And so they're gonna have a great lineup now. You guys can just go look up Flavor Fest 23. I think you can look up Flavor Fest 23 and uh you'll find them online.
0: Dope, dope. Uh, well, speaking of looking stuff up, people can look up PID and yeah. some new music that's coming out. Right, y'all got some, ah. some new stuff underway.
1: Yes, uh, sir. You want to talk?
3: Y'all want to talk about? I'm talking
1: too
3: much. Tell <laughs> them. Yeah, we got new music coming out. Tell them. <laughs> tell them. No, man, we excited to just have an opportunity to tell them everything. Tell them. Yeah. So, um just through through. uh God bringing us back together to just you know continue on ministry wise through the music we were, we were given a an opportunity we're signed to holy culture records and uh this was just something that happened just recently here mm. and uh our, our first single will be dropping at the end of November beginning of December realistically and uh we we're gonna be we gonna be uh presenting the people with some new flavors we got some new stuff.
4: Yep. All right.
3: What I'm going to do
1: for you uh, and for everybody listening to this, I'm going to send you the pre-save. The name of our single is Take Them to Church. Okay, and so I'll send you the pre-save where they can go and download that pre-save link and go check it out. Uh, Our uh, lyric video for it is coming out uh, this weekend. So we got a lyric video. We're going to perform it here at Flavor Fest and announce. So you are actually getting the scoop, my man. Like First. with the next First. 12 <laughs> hours, we were going to announce. We was going to announce, but since you asked, we you. I wouldn't But we are officially signed to Holy Culture Records. Holy Culture Radio, you can find that on 140 on Sirius XM. Uh, and so that's their station. And uh, they're launching a record label and they wanted us to be one of the first stable groups uh, just because of our pedigree and our background. And uh, yeah, we've been doing this since 86, uh, but we got something new for 2024.
3: Uh, we got the album, it's gonna be coming out in June. So we're really excited about that. Don't so it- I was just gonna say, don't think that we we sound like what may be put out there. We're true to who we are
4: mm. and
3: say that that Per, per the shows that we've been doing, um, that's been uh, the, our motivation to be true, just like some of the, the, the older secular groups, bands, whatever the case may be. We're not trying to sound like, we're not trying to, you know, be a modern version of what's going on today. God has called us to do what we do. And so best believe it's top notch, you know, mm-hmm. now that we go.
2: Expect the heat, it's coming. Is it's it, coming.
0: What's that? What's that, Jay?
2: No, I was telling Fred yeah. to just go ahead we'll and me on our social, social media. media. We need all, we need, we need to, we need our, we need our fans, our fans, uh, grandkids and uh, the grandmothers to follow the preachers PID on yeah. all the all all social, social, social media. So, all socials, you could just
1: go, hey, preachers, and the preachers is with the AS pre, uh, preach us, not preachers. We preach us, it's like, right? So, hey, preachers. And so you can find us there. You can do it just at preachers.com and uh, find us there. And so we out there, man. And uh, yeah. So what, and what, what was it? I forgot. With the following so socials. socials. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What's it's, the name of the album? Or is there a name yet? Oh, yeah.
1: Yes, it is. The name of the album is The Crucible.
4: Okay. All right. That's nice. That's
1: the album, The Crucible. First single is Take Him to Church. Second single we got coming out is Still Gifted. We got four. Yeah, we got four singles, Aint. We can't give you all of them. (laughs) First one is Take Them to Church. The name of the album is The Crucible. That's coming out in June. So the next several months, four, three, four months, we'll be bringing some singles out. And so you guys will hear from us. Go check us out at heypreachers.com. Also, I will give you that uh, piece. So you could just, we'll put it up on where you can, they can just go and click on your stuff uh, and go check out Boom Bap Chat. yeah. uh, on and get that uh pre-save
0: where they can save it on right all on. social stuff. Right um, on, right on. Well be before we uh end on celebrating some some other artists, some other albums uh that we like, um just would love to hear from the three of you on what do you what do you think is the future or what do you hope is the future of the Christian hip hop movement?
2: Um I, I I feel like uh what I hope for the Christian hip hop movement, is that the artists um, really become real? I mean, I I hear a lot of songs, and and I'm not this is just me talking. I hear a lot of songs when we talk about Christ. It's 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 kind of like he kept me from this, he kept me from that, he kept me from this, he kept me from that, and that's great when you're rhyming. But what I would like to see out of Christian hip hop is more teaching moments used in your lyrics, is something that'll make a person say, wow, I never really thought about that. We've lived in a legal legalistical mm-hmm. society and even, you know, even in our religions for so long. It, it, it is it has put a stranglehold on some of the ministries, uh, some of the things that people can do. That's why the outside world has a hard time dealing with us. Um, because of the legalistical stuff. Um, you know, but I, I just feel like if we give people something they can listen to that they like, that they can resonate with, you know, and it's not just a, you know, and, and I'm from another generation. So um, we're gonna stay in our realm. Um, uh, but just be true to yourself, to yourself. Um, people, people recognize that. Mm. They it immediately, so though though that's one of the main things that that I'm hoping for that we become more educatable or or, or educate people more. Mm-hmm. Um, I made up a word because I'm a rapper, <laughs> but uh, <All> right. <laughs> it's official. It's official. It's official. That's but that's but that's right. what I would like. I mean, um, you know, my my Christian walk it has has evolved. Yeah. Uh, from when I'm like rich, uh, you know, I was an unchurched kid. I went to Catholic school, um, um, my parents, I, I got saved when I was 19. Um, so everything in this Christian community was new to me. Mm. But I, that, that's that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. I'm hoping that people can take what we say and other rappers or artists and say, you know what? I can listen to that. I can live by those words. I can live by those words.
0: Yeah, reminds right? me of another uh, made-up word, edutainment. That's, yes, that's yes, A yes, Coin yes, by yes, yes, Uh yes, right a- Yeah, Ace. How about you? What, what What are your hopes?
3: My hopes is that that for the gospel rap community that they embrace hip hop. Hmm. See we've embraced rap Mm. and and we continue to be a a sub genre instead of being the kingdom people within the industry that I think that God has called us to be, which includes Jay's aspect of that authenticity to where we stop, if if you will, if we we stop being behind the eight ball when, when it comes to different flows and different styles and different, you know what let's stop sounding you know and this I know this is cliche right but when do we get to a place where we start create being so creative that the world says that sound is dope mm. instead of it being vice versa where, where we stop doing rap and we start doing hip-hop and hip-hop is creative hip-hop is innovative hip-hop says and, and so it's not that people aren't doing it, but it's still coming behind. Yo, that sound out in the world is that. So we're gonna do that. And we're gonna, we're gonna improve upon it better, that, right? My hopes is that we get to a place because people are genuine to the kingdom culture. And within the kingdom culture, the hip hop culture, the creativity that God gives us becomes the forerunner for everybody else to have to run behind. Just like hip hop when it was in its in its infancy, it was the thing that everybody ran behind. That's my hopes.
0: That's dope. That's dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fred, how about you?
3: I mean,
1: you know, listening to both of them, I'm thinking if, you know, even I love their train of thought. And so if I could carry that to you know, the third place is like if we matured and if we developed our own original voice, which I think that's a process of what's happening and we just need it more. Mm. If we continue, if we continue, then my hope is then hopefully we could be among those in the world of hip hop as, as healers. So we, we don't create another ghetto where we're just making safe places for us to enjoy hip hop, which is important, we want that. But at the same time, we also sanction and understand and really push those that say, I'm gonna go out and connect with those that are in a broader hip hop community because I'm here to heal. I'm here to love, I'm here to be the one that uh, whoever needs that they can call on, that they can confide in, that, uh, you know, from a kindred to a go on down the list that they know, hey, I can call on so-and-so and I know that they got me and I know that they'll hold my secrets and I know that I can connect with them and pray with them. And, and that's my hope, that we will step into that place, place of purpose.
0: That's dope, that's dope. So one of the thank you for sharing those uh, beautiful hopes. One of the hopes that that I have is, you know, I do a lot of interfaith work, a lot of inner community work, and one of the hopes I have for, um, you know, people of faith of, of any faith really is to to allow art to inspire us, to allow art to begin conversations, and to not immediately judge art, whether it's it's a a message that we disagree with or you know whatever that we can look at the art we can we can take it we can consume it and we not channel zero where we're just like you know dumbed out but we we're actively engaged in it and we can dissect it and we can you know push back and have conversations but that art can be used as a way to you know bring humans together mm-hmm. and you know and build community across you know lines that divide us so in the spirit of that hope i'd like to finish with something we like to do here at the Boom Bap Chat, which is called One Word. And the challenge is, I'm going to show you an album. And if you love this album, if you heard this album and you love this album, the challenge is to respond to it using one word or less. Ooh. All right? you because- what you say? <laughs> can
1: you
0: cuss? yeah you can cuss here we have we actually there's actually usually this is, might be our first show in a long time we've not had our artists use any profanity because we you know we welcome all artists onto the show well, so continue that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you can res- you can respond authentically and um yeah so the first one and it's hard for hip-hop heads to do just one word so uh yeah. First one is is a new album. It's a new album, and it is called "Michael" by Killer Mike. One word. Bad. you said bad?
2: Bad, bad, man.
0: Hey, sir so Fred, bad. you? you
4: not bad. bad, not bad, not bad. Right? Yeah.
0: Good. Yeah. Why? Why you say bad? You you succeeded with one word. Why you say bad though?
2: Man, that dude that dude, man, just just the stuff that comes out of his mouth uh and the and 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 the, the education and the knowledge that that man s- speaks about and translates that into music if you can't get with him you can you you might as well just listen to something else
0: <laughs> yeah, no uh, doubt i the song on here motherless uh, yeah, that song that song's powerful. Yeah, he's 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 powerful. Okay, next one. Ooh, this is a good one. This is a future without a past by leaders of the new school. LNS,
3: Groundbreaking.
0: Groundbreaking. Ace, do you remember Do you remember hearing this album for the first time? Clearly. Yeah? Can you See, tell I us I about went,
3: it? I went to school with <laughs> one of them cats. Oh, really? I, yeah, so just knowing where they came from and then to hear where they had taken it as a collective. That, yeah. Yeah. Just groundbreaking,
0: man. Did you have a moment listening to this? You're like, wait, that guy? Yeah. He made this? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you do that?
3: I mean, mm-hmm. it, but you know, it, we went to the high school of art and design. So it was okay. You know, there was creativity all around as far as, you know, physical painting, drawings, things of that. nature. But didn't realize that there were cats like me that, you know what? Hey, I also like music and like to write and stuff like that. So there was a lot of us that were just kind of doing. That. I went to school with um, C. Brown. He was in there for a half a second. When yeah. Kwame went to school, I went to school with Kwame. Um, okay. Prince Poe from Organized Confusion. Oh, he's... yeah, a monster. Yeah, he's so, so dope. But I knew, I knew about him. I knew him, and then James Jameson, um, Pharaoh, He was in. He was a grade behind us, so I didn't really know him. But me and Prince, we graduated together. Oh wow! So, yeah, yeah.
0: That's though. I think Prince Poe is is just a phenomenal MC. Phenomenal Both from cats, man. They,
3: yeah.
0: So, I mean, you, Pharaoh Manchu gets his props, but
3: oh, Prince Poe needs uh, way no. more
0: props, man. Then yeah. he gets.
3: I'm no slave
1: to the rhythm. He's Y'all, so dope. Both of them cats. Both. From,
3: but anyway, yeah,
0: yo. yeah. Uh, all right, this is business as usual by EPMD. Come on, man. <laughs> One word.
3: That's a sentence. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's fire. It's oh, fire, man. man. I think that business as usual. They, they they finally, like, they locked in. They locked in on EPMD's identity. It, it, the very first album, mm-hmm. I feel like they got it, but they were still just fleshing out mm-hmm. how do we need to do mm-hmm. this. I was watching a, a, a deal on YouTube with Eric Sermon doing an interview mm-hmm. um, on My Expert Opinion. Um, and, and Eric was saying that, you know, Parrish didn't even want to rap. He just wanted to do. And I'm like, but well, for a cat, they didn't want to rap. And then I went back and I was like, you know, you listen to Paris. That dude had bars. He had bars. Parrish had bars.
1: And, and didn't, even wow. didn't even want to rap. And didn't even want to rap. Make you mad. So by the time he got to that joint. Yeah. 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 I would say for well, one word then is locked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Locked. They had they the game
3: locked. hmm. Being true to who they was.
0: Yeah. Making yeah. Knowledge. They were something, man. Speaking of Still. Group, a group being something, this is Follow the Leader, Ooh. Eric B and Kim.
3: Okay. um, <laughs> What do you say about the God MC? Yeah. um, <clears throat> And Eric B on production. What do you paradigm?
0: Paradigm. Mm. Why Paradigm?
1: Because they shifted the entire paradigm. Chuck D yeah. said yeah. he had to change. The reason why we have "It takes a nation of millions to hold us back" yeah. because Chuck heard Eric B. <laughs> I mean, I heard Rock M. Yeah, and he's like, dang, he's like, damn, I gotta <laughs> go back and change everything. And, and, you know, you know how MCs are. It's like we're competitive. And he was like, oh, so when I say paradigm, because I have to think of a jazz word, because, like, Rakim is truly our Charlie Parker. He is our, like, Miles Davis. Miles Davis. He is our, like, he, did something totally he different. what is that mm-hmm. piece that, who is that that did uh, Giant Steps? Who did the, the,
0: the. John the, Coltrane. John
1: Coltrane. That's what yeah. I'm trying to get to. John Coltrane, what he did for Giant Steps is what Rakim did for him, for Rhyming, for for Mm. MCs. Yeah. MCs, because the music was always shifting and changing, but no one was taking. And he did it so simple with his rhyme flow to like, he, 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 yeah. So, (laughs) do do
0: you you think there's another album or artist that was as. Paradigm shifting as Rakim. After D. you think Chuck D. Uh,
1: with, with nations and he did nations and uh, uh, fear of black planet. He 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 just made things change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in my opinion,
4: yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: beyond that, yeah. Who was who would you say that was justice paradigm shifting? The, as I, Rocky, would,
4: I would
3: say as, but I would say it, it, the level of influence Snoop. Yep. Mm. Snoop.
4: Yes.
3: Yes. And and Dre had the ability
1: to point out, because if you follow Dre, he found people that changed the paradigm over and over again. From DOC. Yes.
4: Yeah.
1: From DOC who came from West Dallas. Yes,
3: sir. Yes.
1: From DOC, then to Snoop, then he to, to Eminem. He, fa- he
0: just yeah
3: he fa- Yeah,
0: It it Uh, may not be on that level. It might be. I think an argument can be made. I'm curious to know your thoughts on this. I've often thought that Three Feet High and Rising by De La Soul is one of those paradigm shifting albums. Did you say that too?
1: Yes,
4: yes. From the the
0: (laughs) skits
1: to the sampling? We were
4: just,
0: yeah. Yeah. We just said that today. Because that I feel like that album, more than any album up to that point, took hip-hop broader than any other album did up to that point. And it just kept going. And I I can't tell you how many people I hear say the same thing. They also told me it was okay to be me.
1: That's
0: right. So then I got into music. I just brought in a whole new flood of people across the globe.
3: And you have to respect it. They weren't trying to fit in and trying to sound like you right. else. right? Yeah, plus they could spit when you listen to the albums thereafter. Yeah, like when, yeah. One, of, one of my classics for them, along with that first one, was Stakes is High.
0: Yeah, man, yeah, Stakes
3: is High shuts everything down,
0: just stairs. Yeah, and you know, and rest in peace, Dave. Of course, no doubt, they there's no other group in hip hop that I'm aware of that came out way back then. And was still, I mean, they're going to be releasing new music. We, we've we been told we're still recording. Still doing to this it. day. Never broke up. Never yeah. had a feud that like escalated. Right. So to the point that we knew that they were, you know, about to. Maybe they had, had something
1: cool with that Daisy age. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they had something. Flower on this. <laughs> they had something. <laughs>
0: All right. I'm glad I'm not alone in that, man. I love De La Soul. All right. All um, right. Two more. Uh, we you mentioned it uh, a lot. This is it takes a nation of millions to hold us back by public enemy. One word. Game changing.
3: Hmm. Game changing. I say that because while you know the aspect of our ideologies are not the same, Chuck was able to take his faith, if you will and make it relevant to the world. Yeah. Not just black people, which he was, quote unquote, supposed to be aimed at, but to right. the world. He made yeah. the world
0: listen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so, powerful. Yeah. All right. Last last one. It might be the greatest album of all time. It might be. I don't know. I'm just saying it might be. This is The Low End Theory oh. by <laughs> A Tribe Called Quest. <laughs> low low yes
1: low baby low yeah. low end low end <laughs> everything george clinton <clears throat> talking about the idea of funk and where funk comes from and what funk is what 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 q tip did with i mean It was funky and it was real and it was sexy and it was truth and like it had all, it hit all of the marks, Mm -hmm. low end theory. And and it came in a time, especially like I jokingly say low end, I'm thinking a big bottom, (laughs) a big backside, (laughs) low end. And they were saying all of that is nothing wrong with loving that, loving you, loving yourself. And there's something very powerful about what this is. It made you once again, feel good about just being who and what you were and are and what you are and flexing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I think of, you know, who's that, um, what's the lady that just passed a while ago, the black lady, you know, uh, incredibly, what did she say? Uh, Um, Wonderfully Me, what is her her, Oh, dang, I know why the cage bird sings. What's her name? Maya Angelou.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Maya Angelou, when she does the poem, you know, do you think there's something wrong with me when I smile and I sashay or I walk across the room? You know, I know who and what I am and I know that you are jealous of it. That's low end, that's the low end theory. The low end theory was just bomb and they just came out and they didn't have to yell, you know, up to that point, there were many that were in hip-hop that yelled to get their point out. Yeah. And like, like q and them came in like Neo in the Matrix. Just whisper your way through it. Just but mm.
4: it
1: is, is what it is. You're gonna have to come to me, come closer to me so you can catch all of this. And it was like it just pulled the it pulled us all in. Low end yeah. I it's,
0: feel like amen to that. I feel like in some ways there's parallels with uh, you mentioned um giant steps by coltrane yeah i feel like in some ways this album parallel parallels that song in that there was i don't know there was just something new and fresh and different and the, but it was re- it whereas coltrane was like mad complex and like doing these things that musicians like what what the heck is going on here this was like Simplicity. This was like the it divinity depends. in the profoundness of the simple. You know,
1: good way, good way, good
0: point. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I love this album. It's yeah. one of my favorites. So, beautiful well, stuff. Well, thank you for playing along. One word tonight. It's a hip, <laughs> one word. It's a hip hop show. <laughs> so we we always conclude with shout outs. So I'll give a few, and then I'll turn it over to you guys, and you can have the final shout outs of the night. Sound good? Sounds good. Right. Cool, cool. Well, uh, definitely want to shout out. Uh, a dope MC named Eternia, who's going to be on the show in two weeks. So make sure y'all come back. We're gonna have a great conversation with her. And shout out to my man Meta and Jay Rawls. They got album yeah. coming out soon. I think we're gonna get both of them. We're gonna try to get both of them on the show soon to talk about that. And uh, it's a Christian hip hop, you know, show tonight. So uh, shout out to my man K Drama and Wonder yeah. Brown, all the scribbling idiots, uh, Fitty Futuristic, all yeah. the D Mob. Everyone in Cincinnati to show me love when I first moved here. So just shout out to all y'all. And uh, last but not least, man, shout out to you guys, man. PID Preachers in Disguise, Ace, Fred, Jay. Thank you. Thank you for you know being pioneer, stepping in the spaces that you were not wanted in, but stepping in anyway, and just saying, We 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 are going to be here. We deserve to be here. We're gonna be here, and just pioneering. Uh, something. And, and, you know, like, I think one of you said it earlier, people with a lot of rappers today don't even know that have it easy, that don't have to go through these obstacles. A lot of them don't even know. So hopefully some of them are watching the show tonight and now they know. So just props to you. Thanks to you. Shout outs to you. And I appreciate y'all coming tonight too, coming away from, you know, the flavor fest to, to give us a, some time and share a little bit of your experience. So thank you guys. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to you guys to give the final shout outs of the show so take it away.
3: Ain't nothing but a thing. Shout out to my church, like community church LCC. Uh shout out to my son Mid, who's yes. coming coming, he's coming for he's he's coming for heads, my son. <laughs> Next generation. Um, shout out to all my sons and their wives. Um yes. they love, they love all you guys. Shout out to my brothers that's that's sitting here that helps me continue to do what it is that God has called me to do. I can't really do it without them. And, and this is this is a beautiful thing. And then shout out to you, man. Appreciate you, my man, having us on this on this platform and giving us an opportunity just to speak the truth and love and and, and just continue to grow, man. And so one love and shout out to you, man. my brother.
0: Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. Mm-hmm.
3: big ups man let me go on and give a shout out of course to my <laughs> wife Deanne
1: Michelle she is not up it's too late she is <laughs> sleeping so she'll see the recording of this but big ups to the to her to my kids my beautiful kids oh, my Asia goodness. and Jordan and uh just big up to uh so many different people I want to give a shout out to so many leaders that are are, are in their best ways uh trying to make a difference in the world. Uh you and I, we are connected through a, a mutual friend, Fred Aduyoye. Mm-hmm. So big ups to Fred Aduyoye, yeah. Larry uh Acosta, what? Mm-hmm. Uh my man Ephraim Smith, E Boogie. Mm-hmm. Big ups to him. Tommy Colonian. Man, I'm looking at all of these great leaders that uh I've had the joy. Big ups to my man Josh McDowell, um, to Rob Bell to T.D. Jakes, so many different people. Timothy Ross, uh, just great friends that I've been able to build with uh, and just big up to my man, uh, Truth Seeker. What? Yeah. My people, just these are my people that I love to kick it with. I love to build and get ideas. And in the words, shout out to Rakim. The words of Rakim, converted into hip-hop form. I love to take great thoughts and convert them into hip hop form. so that's why I want to give a shout out to all
2: of those great leaders. Uh, first, I want to give uh, my shout out to God, because without Him, I would be nothing. Indeed, um, indeed. big shout out to Joyce. I yes. Love you. Um, shout out to all my Pittsburgh. Oh, let
1: <laughs> them know. Let them know. You it know, seems, it burns uh, us. Eat,
2: you know, it burns uh, us. All my people up there in Pittsburgh. Shout it out burns to us. A big shout out to PSJ, yeah. my son. Yeah. little J will 40 years old this, this yeah. year. He was on the Born With The Gift album. Um, I'm not going to tell you a story, but big shout outs to him.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, shout out to my Breakfast Brothers family. Uh, and just shout out to everybody. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to you.
0: Uh,
2: shout out to my brothers right here. Um, We've been friends for a very, very yes, long man. time. I love these dudes. Yeah. Um, Everything about them. Um, I'm a wild cat. And, they, and, <laughs> and, and, and they, they've they been there for me in, in a lot of my rough times. Yeah, I appreciate y'all. Love, y'all. Indeed, love too, indeed, y'all. indeed.
0: That's dope. I'd be remiss if I didn't shout out Pastor Phil Jackson, too, at the house. No. Oh, out here. I, Sorry. No. I, I, no yes. Now. My man. My <laughs> yeah. man. Uh Hey, before we go, real quick, one thing I, I wanted to get into, and maybe we can leave on this. Can you tell the people um, about Mike Drop real quick and where they can watch that um, right. Right. documentary?
1: Okay, Mike Drop the Movie. You can go just go to MikeDropthemovie.com and get information on it. But the 14th of this month, so November the 14th, it'll be available on Amazon Prime as well. So you just look up Mike Drop the Movie. And it'll and it's an entire document on the history, the real history of Christian hip hop and we go there, we talk about it. Like we talk about the fact that, you know, we went past burning crosses on tour. SFC and PID, we did a partners in rhyme tour. Nobody made, the, we made the tour up in our in our minds and then went and called churches and asked if we can come and went and did it ourselves. And we did that tour and, and took a picture in front of a burning cross going through your state, Indiana, baby. We, we talk about that with, I mean, real That's stories. Terrible. Real stories, man. So so it's all in that documentary. That's all I'm gonna tell you on it. It's plenty of great stories in the documentary, but it'll be on Amazon Prime, as well as many other digital platforms that you could check out. Mike dropped the movie, the story in the history of Christian hip hop. And it it's real. And it it's real.
0: Is that the, to- the tour bus that had a hole in the floor? Oh, yes, is that a different one? That's, that's a different
1: story.
0: <laughs> we'll have to, we we'll have to have you back on to tell that story. No, <laughs> so Right on, right on. Thank you, fellas. And on that note, as always, we say peace.